Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. And I'm Kathy Cox. Hi, Kathy. Thank you for joining me this evening. I don't get to do, for those of you listening out in Radio Land, this one might sound a little different because I might be a little more mellow <laughs> right, than usual <laughs> because it's like in the evening, I mean, the sun has gone down and for some reason I'm freezing cold. I don't know why that is. Kathy, thanks for taking the time to join me today. We, we've had a couple of um, single serving size little conversations. Uh, I think we had a conversation that was centered around, you know, using the community platform. And then of course we wound up talking about podcasting and I think we were in a couple of big zoom calls and we wound up in little breakout rooms and wound up talking about podcasting. So there's definitely a theme and your work. Um, and I, it sounds to me like it's more than just work. Like it's, it's a passion, but we'll just call it your work. So your work, um, caring for people and then also helping people who are caring for people. Um, you mentioned to me before we started recording that you felt it would be selfish to not share all the things that you had learned and experienced. And I thought that's a very interesting, like some people are like, Oh, I have this thing. I have to do it. And then they start podcasting and and you seem to have found podcasting as a way to serve this calling that you had. Um, so can you tell me, can you talk me, talk me through what was, what do you like when you first realized that you needed to share, was there a particular story that goes with that? Or was it just a culmination of you've been thinking about it for a decade? Well, I have been working for a decade as a geriatric nurse helping people mainly in the community, you know, age and place. I think I wanted to call my podcast driveway conversations, but I was afraid nobody would know what it was about <laughs> because what would happen is I would meet in these homes and what's really funny, you get the whole family. It's like a family meeting, you know, mom, dad, kids, and the kids are trying to be really tactful because, you know, we're dealing with a lot of personal stuff that they might notice about mom and dad, like odor or, you know, cockroaches in the kitchen or something like that. And so they're like, we want to hire your company and they want me to explain everything. And then the kids go, Hey, can we walk you out to your car? And the next thing I know, we're standing in Oklahoma, either heat, winter or wind. And they're like, um, we wanted to ask you some more questions, not in front of mom or dad, mom or dad, the, you know, the aging parent. And I'm like, okay, so we're sitting there for like two hours and they're just picking my brain. And I could not give them everything that I had experienced in the past 10 years, you know, even in a two hour conversation in the driveway. Sure. And I wanted to write, but when I became a nurse 35 years ago, it ruined my writing because nurses write in this very cryptic style <laughs> because, you know, you got to like, write all day. <laughs> you write all day and it's things like short of breath patient pale, you know, you don't write in complete sentences. And so anyway, I just, I always thought I'm gonna do a blog and I never got around to writing. I'm like, I can surely talk. I know I didn't know much about tech. So when I learned about podcasting and it came across my little Seth Godin email of, Hey, we're offering a podcasting class. I was like, mm -hmm. Oh, maybe somebody will teach me about tech because I sure know how to talk. And so the easiest thing for me was host on mic because I had all this stuff in my brain. Mm -hmm. I could talk for 10 minutes, edit, publish. And so it, it did feel like a passion. Like I want to be able to share this information that I have. Like I said, I have aging parents, all my brothers and sisters and everybody. And I just call them up and help them with what I know. And I'm glad to do it. So I thought, 
maybe I can share this more with the world. Now, I don't have thousands of people listening, but I don't really care. <laughs> you know, my thing is to put it out there. If people find it and listen, that's that's up to them. Yeah, I mean, that's the only attitude that actually works. If you <laughs> if you try to be focused on the numbers or looking for that external validation, that's a tough that's a tough gig. Do you, I, I I love the realization that you're describing about you know the standing in the driveway for two hours. I mean, I have I haven't had those conversations around aging in, in that context, but I know what you mean. Where like somebody follows you out, and you're like, "Oop, this is going to take a while." While we talk about all the stuff that we couldn't talk about in the inside, and there also seems to be um, a certain kind of comfort. And I, this is kind of a question. I'm wondering a certain kind of comfort that somebody could get by listening to you, like specifically you, like this was that nice person who I talked to, you know, a week ago. And now I can hear that same person talking about something that I didn't get a chance to talk to her about when she was here. And maybe it helps me, whoa, that actually raises this issue. And then when you do see them, you know, they can talk to you about that. So I'm wondering about this, like increased continuity of care that you can provide because you're actually kind of still there for them, even though you're not? Have you thought about that? Is that a thing or am I way off base? Well, I'm not exactly sure where you're going. I One of the things that I really wanted to do was create in some ways a library of topics. So if someone's dealing with driving, you know, I can say, hey, here's my podcast. Go <laughs> listen to the 10 minute one about driving. So I really wasn't saying, you know, you got to listen to every single podcast from beginning to end. I really mm. wanted people to look at them. So I'm not this like creative thing when I make a title. It's like, okay, I'm talking about vitamin D or mm. I'm talking about COVID or I'm talking about immunization. So if you want to go look Parkinson's. So if you wanted to pick one thing that I know something about, you can kind of go and look pick that topic and listen to it. So that was kind of my goal was to be able to say, hey, I know I can't give you everything, but here's my podcast of things that I've just learned. I honestly... I do do some research to make sure I'm not saying things totally off the wall, but it's more my experience. Like, yeah, I've experienced this, but sometimes I'm also just trying to reassure people. It Sometimes it's just hard what, what you're dealing with, with your parents. Hmm. Like my dad, he's 90 and he lives alone and the pandemic got him inside and he's not out with people. And we've all been talking about moving and this is a big sore subject with older people is telling them to leave their home and go to a facility and dad's been really mad about it. And I don't know why I didn't think about it. Then I was like, Oh yeah, there's community centers. So I've got him all this directions to community center. He called me today. He goes, mm. I went to the community center. I had lunch and he goes, you know, on Thursday they have bingo. He was so excited about <laughs> bingo and he was being around people and I could hear that excitement. He goes, you thought of a really great idea for me. Mm. So it's taken us like six months of like, dad, we'd, we'd really like you to be around more people, do this, do that. And I don't want to do all that. I just want to stay home with my cats. And then <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, now he's like excited because I, I found the place. But sometimes you're just, you know, it's up and down and back and forth. And, and so I just want people to understand sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's emotional, and sometimes you like hit a home run or you hit to first base or something right. like that. I don't know if that makes any sense, but. And yeah, you don't the hard know what thing, you're going to get. Yeah. Right. The hard thing about aging in the community is it's not something that there's anybody to go talk to. You 
your doctor, you know, you can go talk to your doctor about, I've got a sore throat, I've got heart disease, and he's got to manage all that. But you go, well, mom and dad are getting older, their house isn't the safest, they forget to throw out old food, they get food poisoning, and he's going to look at you like, uh, you know. I have think of food poisoning, right? Here's an emetic, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so there's not, there's nobody for people to just go talk to, sometimes just to talk things out. Um, It's not really a counseling thing. Um, It's just like, are we doing the right thing? You know, what if mom and dad fall? What if I feel guilt? There's just so many things that people Mm -hmm. don't have anybody in the medical field to talk to. So um, I try to be that, but I obviously I'm only one person and, you know, my boss has got to get a profit somewhere. So I, you know, stay as long as I can to help people. And she lets me do that, which I'm glad, but you know, we have to yeah, spend time along. where it's going to have an outsized benefit, right? That's all. Yeah, wise. we got to be able to, you know, pay bills and and pay our caregivers and stuff right. like that. And so, you mentioned uh, your boss, and and obviously you have coworkers. What sort of feedback have you gotten from them? Maybe like before you started, they're like, "You're going to do what?" And then what's kind of happened now that you're 50 episodes in? Mad props, by the way. 50 episodes is awesome. Um, what what what's the what's the feedback journey been like for you from start through where you are now? Well, the funny thing, some they've listened to a few of them. They haven't always listened to all of them. I asked one girl, I was like, what are you listening to? She goes, well, I'm listening to drama mystery. I said, you're not listening to my podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> they to know. be fair, different people, like some people want entertainment right? <laughs> and what you're doing isn't really meant, but yes, I know what you mean. It's like, oh, I kind of thought this was team me and you guys are all not listening. Okay, fine. Right. Yeah. So I think they've listened to a few here and there. I mean, everyone's excited, like, oh, that's great. Go do it. I'm kind of one of those jump in, get stuff done type person. I don't think that it surprises them. I would jump in and do something because mm. I kind of came in and reorganized a lot of stuff in the office, <laughs> it's, you know, small family operated business. So, mm. you know, it's like, oh, I'm doing this. And they're like, okay, that's good. You know, but I don't know how many they've listened to. They don't really come back and tell me. And I don't want to be like, you didn't listen to my episode. Because I know. Some, I mean, a lot of things they might know and stuff. So, Have you, um, I was going to say roped any of them in, but have you engaged any of them in being on the show? Have you, have you like, because sometimes I've, I've found that people's first experience with being a guest on a podcast, they're very much like, I don't have any idea what this is going to be. Um, and I prefer to do recording in person. And when I get a chance to sit down with them and we have fun and we point some mics and we hit record and then we still have fun and then we're done. And they're like, wow, that was kind of fun. Sometimes it just takes that one good experience to suddenly find you have a new, um, ally. And I'm just wondering if you've had any of them on the show or if you're trying to line them up or you have somebody who's going to be the guinea pig to go next or. I haven't. The only one, my boss is uh, the administrator. And then uh, like we have HR. So it's not, they don't always relate to everything. You know, one's doing scheduling, one's doing HR. And so, and I just started doing, I think I told you before we started recording, I was doing host on mic because that was the easiest thing for me at first. And then as I kind of was ready to branch out and just start doing interviews, I've only done like five and I don't have any travel gear yet. So I haven't asked them. I have thought about talking to my administrator, but I don't know if they would do it or not. Mm -hmm. I got to figure out what I would talk about that would relate rather than just the running of the business is what we do so much in the office. Does that make sense? Whether it would really relate. I was just thinking, I, I don't know. I don't work in that industry. 
but I'm wondering the people that you guys are serving, they might be really interested in knowing, oh yeah, I've heard that name. Like I've, I've, you know, gotten a voicemail from Bob and HR or from so-and-so in scheduling. They might actually enjoy hearing just a personal conversation with the people that they've never had a chance to talk to. So they might not be super interested in HR, but they might be interested in hearing the person who makes all of that stuff work. I, I'm just guessing it might be something to ask the people that you, that you serve when you're out, you know, in the field. Um, cause that might be a, well, that might be, that'd be a very different thing to put in your show, the personal stories of the people who are doing the work, um, that might or might not be interesting. I don't know. Well, it might be interesting just because it's funny because people think that we just have this room full of caregivers just waiting for them to call <laughs> yeah, us. They sit on shelves like dolls. Right? Yeah. You pull them down, you plug in the rechargeable battery, wind their cup, you know, off goes Kathy. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and so it, it is kind of funny. I'm the only nurse, you know, so, you know, we've got a couple people in the office and then caregivers who go out in the field um, and stuff. So I'm still, like I said, on the interview process, I've interviewed a few experts, a family member. Um, I have a possible care uh, person who's being cared for that I might interview that's written a book. Um, I try to get any books I can that anybody that's written over 70 because I just find it fascinating, even if the book's not all that great, just that they at 70 decided to write a book. I just think mm. that's interesting. So, any, um, I'm going to say, any surprising insights um, after having interviewed people so far? Like, what's what's been the thing that surprised you the most? I think what surprised me is I just learned to listen and I try to have questions and I never use them. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody learns that pretty quick. Yeah. So that's the thing. I was like, Oh, I haven't used any of these questions and I'm just listening. It's just been, like I said, a different process that I'm mm -hmm. doing. And so I'm trying to figure it out. I do have a group that, there's six of us that we get together every two weeks and we review two podcasts a week. So, you know, I've been putting my interviews out there and getting feedback from them as far as maybe nice. ways to improve and stuff like that. But it is definitely all over the place a little bit for me. And so I'm still, I feel like I'm in this learning phase, but I really liked when I interviewed a family member just because you caught a lot more of the emotion. And I wanted in that one more just to say, you know, what you're feeling or what you're going through is you're not the only one going through it. And I think so many times, especially something like dementia, people get embarrassed about their family members having that and they don't really want to talk about it or maybe they don't want to take them in public. And so I think it is one that people can get kind of lonely or you end up just being homebound with the person you're caring for because you don't have any way to get out to mm -hmm. sort of be like you're not alone you know the stories I hear I'm not saying that that person's story isn't unique to that person but their emotions that they're going through are pretty much what a lot of people are going through um, mm -hmm. when they're dealing with their older person beginning to have some disability issues whether it's physical or mental decline Mm, so many choices. When I pause, it's not because I have nothing to, th I'm just like, oh, I'm watching the clock tick. Do you find that, so you've been, you've been doing this basic work, this type of work for 10 years now. Do you, do you not get, 
Um, how do you keep from going, oh yes, it's this problem again. Like if you're having these conversations in the driveway or, you know, the, you ring the doorbell and they open the door, how do you not fall into having a standardized reaction after all this time to, yep, I, that's dip. This is dementia. This is somebody like you start seeing patterns. How do you manage to maintain your, not your objectivity, but like your perspective and to still show up with an open heart and like, you know, pour yourself into this particular spot, this particular job right here, this, this family, this house. This might sound kind of cold. My mom said I was the only one in the family that could be a nurse because I was really sad when the pets were sick. And then when they died, I just moved on. It's like I have, I can be empathetic, but I don't like, it doesn't tear me apart emotionally. If that makes any sense. Yes. No, that's a skill. Um, that's, yes. Yeah. But the other thing when I go in there is every family is still a little different. You know, I'm putting on a hat. Sometimes I'm sitting down with a pad and I'm like, okay, this is what I know. This is what we can do. But then here's some other resources they don't even know anything about. So I'm like giving them homework yeah, and everyone's a little different. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, everyone's a little different. Like I said, for my dad, it's working out that he's going to a senior center. Someone else, they may go to a daycare center. Someone else, they may bring help in home. So all of them are a little bit different. Um, there's Every time there's a different family dynamic, sometimes it's healthy, sometimes it's not healthy. <laughs> not healthy. Yeah, sometimes I'm sitting there just praying. I'm like, I do not know what to say. They are arguing around me and I'm just <laughs> sitting there. And so everyone's different. But I will tell you, they hug me. They call me their angel. And that is just like, that's just, there's no reward for that. I mean, I would do it for free if I could afford to, mm. you know, because it's like just to have somebody, they just like somebody really heard what I said. I, you know, I'm trying to talk. I can't find somebody to just sit down and understand it and then give us a little guidance of where do we go next? Cause I'm, I don't always know every answer, but I'm like, okay, it sounds like maybe you need to talk to a social worker or maybe you need to go see a physical therapist or maybe you need to call the Alzheimer's Association. You know, I kind of start pointing them in directions and get them a little further down the path of managing the situation. I don't know if that makes any sense. I think it makes perfect sense. I, I was okay. thinking it sounds to me like your superpower was already listening like your superpower was already to be a good listener. So your superpower already was listening. And now when you're trying to interview people, I think you're going to have a good time of it because that's really the secret sauce in interviewing people is to be able to listen. And it seems like people are picking up on Kathy as a good listener. So when they, when they tell you a problem or tell you a situation, you're actually able to hear whether or not is this something that they're asking for a solution? Is this something where they're asking just to be seen and acknowledged? Is this to let them, you know, sound it out? And that's, um, um, I don't want to say priceless, but that's, that's rare. That's a commodity that is super helpful uh, to be able to show up in a space and give that to people. So, Thank you. Well, like I said, that it just, I don't know. It, it is all different. I like when I do that part now. Hmm. I don't like dealing with COVID, you know, or all that kind of stuff. Um, Extra technical complications just for fun. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Also all you these know, details, those kind of yeah. things, but um, being able to, I love being in the home and I love, I've always loved teaching. So podcast to me, you know, when I, mm. I did my podcast, I call it knowledge for caregivers. I was like, really, I'm a knowledge person. I'm not like this great inspirational person or this great funny person. I just, I can take something really complicated and break it down. I've always been able to do that. So I can say, okay, 
your family is acting this way because this is the way dementia people act, you mm. know, and break it down and teach them what dementia really is. And then they're like, and it's, they're not trying to be mean to you. They're not doing this on purpose, you know, and just, I don't know. That's just very rewarding for me that, and then you see the light bulb go off. Oh, it's the disease talking and not my real family member, you know, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Empowering them. Yes. Well, Kathy, as much as I hate to say it, I think that's a good place to stop for this evening. Thank you so much for taking the time. It was a pleasure to get a chance to sit down and, and actually, okay, let's, let's record a thing. So thanks for taking the time. You're welcome.